The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there, welcome back. Before we get into today's topic, I wanted to let you know that I'm working on a little side project and I'm not quite ready to share details yet, but I'm giving myself some extra time to work on it, which means that my solo episodes are going to be a bit shorter for just a little while. I've got some great interviews lined up that I'm really excited to share with you. And as always, I want to make sure that every episode, no matter how long or how short, gives you the tools and inspiration you need to love the way you look and make life more stylish. I've heard from a lot of you who love the shorter episodes, so this will be great for you. And I've heard from those of you who love the longer episodes because you listen to them while you're out on a walk. And I always say that I am exercising vicariously through you. I really go on a lot of walks per week. I should be in better shape at this point, but it's not working apparently. But anyway, if that is you and you are wishing that I would talk longer so that you can walk longer, just challenge yourself to speed walk through these shorter episodes or do a walk-jog combo. For both of us, we will be aiming to get more done in a short amount of time. Today, we're talking about special sizes, especially plus sizes, and why retailers have such a hard time getting this right. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to share my very controversial thought on the subject. But first, I want to share this Apple podcast review that was left by Flowers431, who said, best style podcast for women. I'm so thankful I came across Jen's podcast. She offers such practical style advice. Her episodes on body type have changed the way I view my body and the clothes I wear. I'm much more confident in what I wear because of the advice Jen has shared on her podcast and in her capsule guides. Well, Flowers431, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to know that this show has helped you feel more confident and how much I appreciate the five-star rating and review. Not only do they mean the world to me personally, but reviews make it easier for other women to find our show. And with your help, we can help women everywhere feel more confident. So thank you to everyone for taking the time to rate and review and subscribe. All right, let's dive in. I got an email from one of my trade publications a couple of weeks ago now, and I will share the article in the show notes for you. But if you follow Loft on social media, this probably isn't news to you. Loft has made the decision to discontinue the majority of their plus size options. Here's what Loft had to say on Twitter. Quote, unfortunately, due to ongoing business challenges, we have had to make some difficult decisions which does impact our plus collection. Come fall, our size offering will be double zero through 18 
and extra, extra small through extra, extra large. We sincerely apologize for any disappointments, end quote. And you know what? There was disappointment, lots of it, lots of loud, vocal, angry disappointment. I know that this comes as a blow to a lot of women who were excited when the retailers started offering a more inclusive size range. And here at Everyday Style, we were thrilled to be able to include loft items in our plus recommendations. So let me say loud and clear, I think this is a very sad thing. But I want to talk about why this is happening. In its tweet, Loft admits to ongoing business challenges. And if you've been paying attention to Loft, you know that they have not been having a banner year. Like a lot of retailers, Loft had major shipping issues over the holidays. Although from watching social media, Loft had it a lot worse. No other retailer I follow, and I follow a lot of them, was having the same types of customer service issues in the comments. And who knows? Maybe other companies were just having the same issues, but they were better at dealing with it via phone and email and keeping it internal. But from personal experience and from reading all of those comments, Loft wasn't responding to anyone, so people did take it to the comments. And it was a public image and a sales blow over the holidays, which is never good. Also, I think we can chalk 2020 up to one big ongoing business challenge, right? For most retailers, I know some did all right, but a lot didn't. Loft isn't alone in that, but I just think internally, 2020 wasn't a great year for Loft. They went through a change in ownership, chapter 11, so lots of upheaval. So this isn't really a surprise. But here's the deal. When any business looks to restructure or cut costs, they don't cut their money makers first, plain and simple. With challenges acknowledged, Loft made a business decision to cut a segment that wasn't giving them the return they needed or wasn't worth the effort, which we're going to talk about that later. But let's dig even a little bit deeper, though, and talk about why special sizes seem to be so dang hard for retailers and why every retailer isn't doing plus sizes, as women size 14 and up make up 70% of the U.S. clothing market. It stands to reason that the biggest segment of the market would have the most options, right? Nope, wrong. According to an article in Vogue Business, which I'll link to in the show notes, less than 20% of apparel is made in those sizes. That is a huge discrepancy. But before you think that plus size women have it the worst in the special sizes category, by the way, that's what it is called, everything outside of what we call straight sizes, let me set you straight. Plus sizes do not have it the worst. The situation is just as dire for petites, and it is worse for tall women. Let me say again, I am all for size inclusivity, and hats off to the retailers who are trying their best. Athleta just announced recently that they're expanding their plus size offerings, not only online, which is fantastic, but in store, which is hands down amazing. I used to cringe a little bit when I had a shopping trip planned with a plus size woman, not because I didn't love working with them. I absolutely did. But our options were so limited. We were pretty much stuck with department stores. If we went to a mall, we were pretty much just left with like four or five department stores, which was really tough. And there wasn't a whole lot of variation for budget and style. I mean, we were just super limited. So seeing more plus size options come to brick and mortar is fantastic. 
with 70% of women over size 14 and 50% of women under 5'4", why aren't retailers focused on making clothes for all sizes? Well, one of the things we hear all the time is how difficult special sizing like plus and petite is to create. But is it really? Is it? And why is it? Well, first, yes, yes, it actually really is difficult. In the Vogue article I mentioned before, Alexandra Waldman of Universal Standard, one of the most fashionable and size-inclusive lines out there, discussed the challenges of grading patterns when it comes to plus sizes. You'll remember that Joanne Jarrett talked about this on our episode about starting a fashion line, but grading is going from one size to the next. Like, what is the size difference between a small and a medium? What's the difference between a medium and a large? And so on and so on and so on. Anyway, what Waldman said is that the more grading you do, so for a more inclusive size range, the more distorted the pattern becomes. She said it's like making a photocopy of a photocopy over and over. And she gives the example that a pair of culottes in a size four becomes a pair of palazzo pants by the time you reach a 24. So the more inclusive the line is, the more distinct patterns it needs. You can't just take one standard size and just make it a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller and go from there. It doesn't work that way. The same thing goes for petites, because if you remember back to our episode on what is petite clothing and who should be shopping for petites, you know that petite doesn't just mean shorter hems and sleeves. The armhole placement is different. The knee placement is different. And the same goes for talls just in reverse. Petite, tall, and plus sizes aren't just straight size patterns that have been shrunken down, stretched out, or blown up on that proverbial photocopier. Everything is a little bit different, which means more patterns, more samples, more fit models. Essentially, it's producing multiple lines. So you have the same design, but from there out, everything is different. When you see retailers that are offering all the different options, give them major props. Some retailers, Land's End and Talbot's come to mind, do Plus Petite, which is a terribly underserved community. I know a lot of you are nodding your head right now. You pretty much have two options, and I just gave them to you. If you know of others, please email me, put them on social media, send them our way so we can share them. When it comes to plus sizes, there's an additional challenge, and that's that manufacturing hasn't quite caught up with fashion inclusivity. Fabric comes in two widths, which often don't accommodate all plus size patterns. So they end up, the patterns end up being cut lengthwise and a lot of material is wasted than either petite or straight sizes do. By the way, there is no good word for um, what is zero to 12 or zero to 14. Um, You can see normal sizes, you can see regular sizes, you can use straight sizes. None of them are good choices, so I just go with straight sizes. Okay, but anyway, knitting machines also in some factories aren't able to accommodate things like sweaters in the bigger sizes, which makes production a challenge, especially for stores who are used to serving that straight size community, but have dipped a toe into the plus size waters. They're still trying to use the same factories and processes, but it doesn't always work. Because of those issues, plus sizes are often more expensive, which begs the question, why aren't petites cheaper? Why doesn't a size two cost less than a size 12? Well, friends, because pricing, like sizing, makes absolutely no sense. That's just it. 
Retailers tend to spread the cost of all materials over the traditional straight size range, again, which is like a double zero or zero to 12 or 14, and then charge more as the pattern changes. Maybe they don't charge more for petites because even though it's a different pattern, added production costs just aren't there. I, I honestly have no idea and I could not find it as I was looking for this. I did find an interesting article, though, on pricing when it comes to plus sizes, which I will link to in the show notes. You can check it out. I thought it was a fantastic article. The other question it brings up is, why do stores like Old Navy and most others charge more for women's extended sizes, but not for men's? Well, a couple of reasons. First, men's bodies have fewer variations in measurements. You're not dealing with bust, waist, hip that all have to change just slightly. So a men's straight cut shirt can kind of become a bigger boxier version of itself more easily. Also, and probably more accurately, life isn't fair. Just isn't. The article I mentioned likened it to charging a fat tax on women, but not on men. And you know what? There is probably a lot of terrible, unfair truth to that. The only thing you can do about this is A, stop shopping at stores that don't have price parity, and B, email customer service or let them know on social media that this isn't fair. The least helpful thing you can do is continue to pay more and then be mad in your own house by yourself. That does not affect change. So if you're going to pay more, hey, we got to do it. It is what it is. But then go tell somebody you're mad about it or stop paying more and only shop at places that offer price parity. Now, you know, I don't often talk about men's clothes. I specialize. But while we're on the subject, I would like to say that men do face some of this stuff. Why is it big and tall? What if you're just big? What if you're just tall? What if you're considerably shorter than the average guy? A woman I met told me her husband had to shop in the boys department and he was always worried in his meetings that someone would recognize his Brooks Brothers kids clothes. I mean, I know women have it tough, but that one sucks too. So guys don't, they're not completely off the hook on this one. Like I said earlier, I applaud retailers who are diving headfirst into the size inclusivity game and figuring it out. Another thing that Alexandra Waldman said in regards to overcoming the challenges of producing special sizes is that it requires full-on commitment. And that, quote, the half-hearted approach, producing clothes based on pre-existing straight size collections doesn't work, end quote. Which may be why we see some retailers dipping their toe into the water and then getting back out of the game because their things weren't quite right and didn't meet women's needs really well. I actually noticed a lot of that on Loft social media in the last week. Women saying that the fits were just a little bit off and they had stopped buying. They tried it a couple times and then it just wasn't quite right. I don't know if that's one of the business challenges that they were alluding to, but it could be. It could be. When I think back to when I started styling women on my own and visiting a lot of different stores, every department store had a decent petite section and a decent plus size section. Banana Republic and Talbot's both had a petite store and Talbot's also had a plus store. So they had three stores right next to each other. Over the years, I saw those sections and those stores contract and in some cases disappear altogether. 
By the time I had stopped styling in person, Banana Republic had closed their petite store altogether and they gave a super tiny little hodgepodge section at the back of the regular store. A lot of department stores had combined the two sections and the selections were horrible. And some department stores, I'm not going to name which ones, had gotten rid of their petite sections altogether. It was shocking how fast the landscape had changed for special sizes in less than a decade. Now, tall women are thinking, well, yeah, but what about me? I can't find anything in stores. I know, I know, sister, I do, and I really feel for you. But this one comes down to numbers. According to U.S. Census data, and apparently we track these things, around 5% of American women are taller than 5'9". That's it. So while it can be really tough to find clothes in general and just absolutely impossible in stores, I don't know that underserved is the right word in this case. The fact that retailers create a decent amount of clothes that at best would suit 5% of women is actually kind of a big deal. Now, does that solve your problems? Nope, it sure doesn't. But try and look at it from a business decision. It's not personal. When you look at it that way, it kind of makes sense. Also, I would give the same advice to my tall ladies as I would to my plus and petite girls. Start emailing companies and calling them out on social media. Let them know what you want. It's the only way things get changed. Okay, with all that said, it is time for Unpopular Opinions with Jen, the part of the show where I make a whole lot of people mad. I'm going to let my tall and petite girls take a seat, and I'm just going to talk to my plus-size listeners right now. With that introduction, you're probably warming up your fingers right now, getting ready to send me an email, and that's cool. I can take it, but listen to the whole thing first, okay? Let me say again that I am thrilled with all the brands who are trying to be more size inclusive. That is a good thing, a very, very good thing, and it is a bad thing that only 20% of clothing is produced for 70% of the population. Let me be clear, that is a bad thing. And also, this does not apply to every plus-size woman, but it applies to more plus-size women than it should. So here's what I have to say. If you want more great options and more nice things, you have to buy those great options and nice things. If you want retailers to invest in your style, you have to invest in your style. And I know lots of you are thinking, but Jen, I do, I do. I buy super nice clothes for the body I have right now. Great, awesome. Then this is not for you. But if that hit a nerve for you, let's think about this for a minute. 70% of women are over a size 14, as we've already established. So it stands to reason that a decent percentage of my styling clients should have been over a size 14, right? Wrong. Out of the hundreds and hundreds of clients I saw, I would say it was less than 10% were over a size 14, and that is being very generous. Over and over from plus size women, I would hear, I'm going to lose weight and then I'm going to hire you, or I don't want to invest in clothes at this size. And I've even talked to women who just flat out refuse to buy clothes in a bigger size than they would like. That's it. They just won't do it. Of those handful of plus size women I did work with, only a couple of them were willing to invest in their wardrobes and kind of go out on a style limb. Those few really stood out to me and they're some of my favorite clients of all time. But for the most part, they wanted an inexpensive, just get by wardrobe. Now, 
don't get me wrong. We built them beautiful wardrobes. They felt like them. They were cute. They were stylish. They all worked together, but they were approaching it from a right now body, not a forever body. They were convinced that they would have a different body next year and these clothes would no longer fit. So they didn't want to spend a ton. They didn't want to buy too much. Oh, I don't want to splurge on that jacket. It won't fit next year. Now, whether that turned out to be true or not, I can't say. I wouldn't even venture to guess. But even now, when we put clothes into the Capsule Guide database, we track what people are buying to give even better suggestions next time. You love links from Target, we'll give you more stuff from Target. You love more pull-on pants than, you know, button and zip jeans, fine, we'll give you that. And we always try to put price ranges in our special size options. So for petites, we want to have something that's less expensive, something that's more of an, an investment. But when it comes to our plus links, the higher end stuff hardly ever gets bought. It's strictly Target, Old Navy, and Kohl's. I would say that those three make up about 90% of our plus size purchases through our links. And it is true that across all size ranges, our budget-friendly links are more popular. That's fine. But there is a glaring difference in plus sizes. You know, Ann Taylor actually tried plus sizes years ago. And if you notice, they don't do it anymore. I read an interesting article back then when they stopped. And I wish I could find it now. But someone from the company said, we made plus sizes. Women just didn't buy them. And there were a couple of other companies in the article that said the exact same thing. As a matter of fact, the article was about trying to bring better stuff to the plus size community. And they just weren't having it. The big narrative in the retail world is that plus size women are underserved in fashion and that there's nothing stylish to buy. This is no longer the case. There are some amazing brands out there that are absolutely crushing it in the plus size game. Stop telling yourself that you can't have great clothes because they don't make them in your size. Maybe they don't make enough of them in your size, and that is a problem that retailers should be working on, but it's not all moo-moos and terrible jeans anymore. It's just not. We have to stop looking at our bodies, regardless of what size they are, as temporary. Yes, yep. This might be the body that you have right now, and yep, you might want it to be different at some point, but temporary is a short-term thing with a plan. One thing almost every plus-size woman I worked with said that she had wished she had done it sooner. She wished that she had upgraded her wardrobe sooner. These aren't the last clothes you'll ever buy, regardless of size. I don't care if there are two, a 12 or a 22. Clothes don't last anymore, friends, and they go out of style. So wherever you are, while you are there, buy great stuff that makes you smile. Or don't be upset when retailers don't make enough of them. You know, saying that, it kind of sounds like I'm victim blaming, like it's your fault you can't have nice things. And that's honestly not what I am trying to do, not at all. But when you see fabulous things you love, buy them. Even if you think you won't be wearing it next year and tell those retailers with your dollars that you and your style matter. Make the special sizes, if they're done well, the best sellers for the brand. That tells retailers that it's worth the extra investment and that plus size and petite and tall women aren't an afterthought. That's all I've got for you today. Your homework is to post a nice comment on any retailer's social media account asking for size inclusion and price parity. 
if special sizes don't apply to you and this is something that you don't struggle with, you can sit this one out, sure. Or you can do it for your style sisters who do have a tough time shopping. Also, your homework is to head over to our website and see some of my favorite places, some of my favorite brands for petite, tall, and plus size clients. You might discover a new favorite. Before we go, the spring capsule guide is available right now. I know lots of you have it already, and we've got links to all kinds of sizes like petite, plus, curvy, tall, all kinds of price ranges. We want to help every woman of every size, every shape, every budget love the way she looks and create an effortless wardrobe. So head over to our website and grab it right now and make this your most stylish spring yet. I'll see you next week. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.